0: Well, in today's show, we've got news about the Atlanta Braves last season at Walt Disney World. Storybrook Dining is coming to Artist Point. Called that one, didn't we? Oh, yeah. This week's trivia and so much more all in today's
1: Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Nova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast.
0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Dreams by Design Travel. Dreams by Design wants your vacation to be a happy adventure where families can have fun together. They believe that a magical vacation begins with careful planning, and that is exactly what you will receive with this authorized Disney vacation planner. Remember, services are free, and make sure to tell your travel planner that the Disney Parks podcast sent you. So visit dreamsbydesigntravel.com today. We know that coming to Walt Disney World can be very overwhelming with all the fast passes, the dining reservations, even getting from attraction to attraction can be extremely overwhelming. But we've got a friend that can help you make your next trip to Walt Disney World even more magical. It's Ramon and Theme Park Concierges. You can visit ThemeParkConcierges.com or call them at 407-257-9973. Ramon and his amazing team of VIP concierges will take care of you from the moment you arrive at the park until the moment you go back to your resort. They can take care of you for a four-hour time slot or a full day. It all depends on what you need. They can take care of your dining reservations, your fast passes, and even make sure that you find even more magic hidden in the Disney parks. Well, contact our friends theme park conciergescom or call 407-257-9973 and tell them your friends over at the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. Well, hey, buddy. Hello. <laughs> Outside of the obvious, how you doing? <laughs> Fine. Fine. Excellent.
2: Uh, all right. Back to normal, kind Back of. Back to
0: somewhat normal. It's uh, As we record this, it's Labor Day evening, so uh, do, you have, do you have the day off today? Yeah, I am. Yeah, we didn't do much of that. I just kind of okay. hung out and yeah. slept in, watched yeah. a lot of TV, mm-hmm. came over here, hung out. Yeah.
2: Did a lot of talking.
0: Did a lot of talking. Yeah, it's kind of my Monday. Uh, so uh, this has been brewing. There's been a little bit of a, br- bit of a brouhaha growing on social media, mm-hmm. uh, and people are very excited to hear what we did this weekend. So let's go sure. ahead and share with them what we did this weekend. We had uh, the best of both worlds. We had, well, no, we had the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. So let's talk about the good.
2: The good. We're going to go there first? Might as well. So, Saturday, yes, Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday, we started our magical dining adventure with a bang. Yeah, yeah. Started (laughs) off really high. (laughs) We went to, uh, well, my favorite place, Ravello. (laughs) It's it's your favorite favorite place, place too. Uh, Went to Ravello. Uh, We did a preview of that, but. We figured we'd go back and actually, you know, take a whack at it. Yeah. You know, let's customers. Get the for real experience. Yeah, get the for real experience. It was experience. good. It was and good. Uh, uh, it was good. I uh, Food was delicious. Um, and our new uh, chef friend, Will, uh, was there. He came over and said hello. And our friend, uh, uh, Ricardo, he came over. And he said hello. Yep. Uh, Ryan... <laughs> the executive sous chef he came over he said hello, said hello yeah uh, i bumped into chris uh, zimmerly one of the managers he came over he said hello yeah,
0: we bumped into fabrizio and he, yep, we got there the executive there.
2: chef fabrizio came over
0: he said hello <laughs> i feel so great I, I, this is so funny i feel so nice now because uh because uh chef fabrizio actually recognized me yeah. and called me by my name yeah yeah he was like oh hey
2: john yeah, and i'm like yeah. oh my god you know
0: my name I felt so special. No longer is it just the Mr. Casanova show.
2: Yeah. So we had our normal, you know, appetizer, entree, uh, dessert thing, but. And then Will brought out uh, uh, some special items. Uh, Yes. They made a a tuna tartare. No, a salmon tartare. Yes. With uh, fried rice. You know, that, like, I think you call it fried rice, It's the white, uh, crispy stuff that you find on a lot of asian food. Yeah, it was
0: uh it was a is a shrimp it, it was a shrimp ship.
2: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um so that, was, that was that uh, was special number 1. And then uh, towards dessert he brought out a special number 2 which was ve- vanilla gelato with truffle oil and olive oil and then sea salt sprinkled on top. Now, I liked it. I not I don't think everybody at the table did like the olive oil part. What was your thought?
0: I I liked it. The sea salt was a little much and
2: really
0: the, it, the, I was overwhelmed by the olive oil taste. Hmm. I felt like it just kind of overpowered everything. It wasn't bad. I had four or five spoonfuls to make sure that it just wasn't me. Right. Um but uh I tried it. It was good. The salmon tartare was good. It's yeah. Not my cup of tea.
2: Mm, I like tartare. Um, but it was
0: really, really good, super flavorful. Yeah. Uh and it was just nice to have someone do something for us. Yeah. And they didn't really have to. And that's one thing yeah. about, you know, going to places like like Ravello. Yeah. They don't have to do that for no. us. But we no. really do appreciate it. So I think, you know, in in the things that they gave us, uh one for me was a plus and the other one was not not so high. Yeah. My wife kind of liked kind of liked uh she liked tartare. Mm. I, I don't think the, anybody the on gelato our
2: gelato itself is a standalone. Yeah, the gelato, awesome.
0: <laughs> the, the gelato, yeah. the, the vanilla gelato in and of itself is amazing.
2: Right. I just think the combination yeah. was a little overwhelming for me yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, uh, we were there last year for the Italian event, which is coming up, I think, in November. That they do, they bring all the Italians over. But they did a vanilla gelato with a really, 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 really good balsamic vinegar on it. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like oh, that's going to be terrible. Right. But a really aged balsamic vinegar is not acidy. It's actually sweet like uh, like a honey. Right. So this was like a 30-year-old aged balsamic vinegar on this uh, gelato, and that was fantastic. Um, I think that should be on the dessert menu.
0: I agree. I agree. So, So that was Saturday. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about...
2: Tell us what happened on Sunday, John. Well, on Sunday, we went to um,
0: SDK. Yes. Now, there's two things happening at the same time. It was Mm -hmm. a very, very busy weekend because it's Labor Day weekend. Right. And they had uh, the uh, Gatsby evening over at... um, Edison. Edison was great. It looked really cool. We didn't go, obviously. Uh, Some of our friends popped in to say hi they were dressed up in their gatsby wear, looked really cool, pictures mm-hmm. looked amazing. So that was a great night. There was a lot going on in that little compressed area. Yep. So we were in SDK, and this is the bad. <laughs> so it started getting bad. We got there. Our reservation was at 7. We got there at 7 30 and checked in.
2: No, we got there at 6 30. 6 30. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So we got our reservation was at 7. We got there at 6 30, stood in line. To check in. The line was out the door to check mm-hmm. in. People are already pissed. So we go to check in. And there's no seats at the downstairs bar. So we go upstairs. Plenty of seats. So we go upstairs and hang out. And we, we all kind of chill out. Water, cocktails, whatever. And we kind of get lost in conversation. Right. And, you know, at some point I look at my watch. I'm like, wow, we've been here a while. So I go downstairs to check in say hey what's going on and there was only one girl behind the counter and she was dealing with people and the line was again still out the door even further and I'm like I'm I'm just not the kind of guy that's going to walk in and butt in because had there been another person behind the counter I would have walked up but yeah. there's only one and I stood there for a few minutes and, and nobody else showed back up right so I kind of left it alone and um uh so I go back upstairs and say uh, there's nobody down there. We're just going to have to wait. So check it out. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. So, waited another five or ten minutes. Went back down. Mm-hmm. Talked to the manager. Mm-hmm. Talked to one of the girls. Mm-hmm. And they said, the table for you guys is ready. The check is on the table. We're just waiting for them to leave. And I'm like, that's odd. Weird. <laughs> so, if Why another table comes I open, if another table comes open. So, we had, we had a reservation... And then we're watching, like, these groups of, of 10 and 12 be seated. And I'm like, did you guys have reservations? Yeah. What time's your reservation? Seven. Right. Well, how long have you guys been waiting? Oh, about 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Like, we've been here much longer than that, like 45, 50 minutes at this point. Right. So then Uncle Tony <laughs> goes downstairs. Drops and the hammer. Nobody wants Uncle Tony to go downstairs. <laughs> so he goes downstairs and cracks the whip. And all of a sudden, our table magically appears
2: like magic look at that
0: and so that was kind of the bad Mm. (laughs) now starts the ugly (laughs) right do you want to hand off on that because i'll i'll rail at the end
2: well i'll 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 bring it to the point and then you can talk about the the last thing there uh so we started out with this one server who was uh, okay not the probably sharpest knife in the stk uh silverware drawer let's say uh she was all right She was. You know, polite, yada, yada, took our orders. first time ever, actually repeated all the orders back to us, <laughs> which was new history being made. And then uh, she disappeared. She gone. Yeah. Like, she took the orders. Uh, some runners brought out the appetizers. And then runners brought out the entree. And then this other guy appears, Lewis, And he was better... Then everybody we've talked to the entire evening. Right. You know, very helpful, you know, got us a, our uh, uh, desserts, uh, extra bread we were looking for that we didn't get. Uh, you know, kind of ironed out all the little wrinkles we kind of had along the way. Well, not all of them, but a good majority of the wrinkles we had right. up until that point. And that was great. And then it, this was like towards the end of the meal, John. And So uh, we get towards the end of the meal, and then the wheels kind of fell off.
0: So all along, we sat down. They were they were busy. They were super busy. Yeah. I I give you that. And water tables, water excuse me, water uh, water glasses, mm-hmm. hot water glasses yeah. that had just come out of the cleaner. Yeah, and then she starts pouring water, and it's hot, and it's warm water, and there's no ice in the in the yeah, water in the pitcher. And then like she takes your drink order, and it mm-hmm. comes to the table. And I asked the person who brought it, which was Luis. Right. And I said, could I get a Diet Coke? He said, absolutely. I never saw that Diet Coke. Yeah. And we get through the dinner thing, and we start to leave. Mm-hmm. And it just takes forever to get everything squared away. Yeah. And as we leave, we mentioned, we saw... <laughs> Is you talk about the dude,
2: yeah, go ahead. Okay.
0: Yeah, I left that for you. So we saw a guy who was one of their hosts. He was wearing a, a nice dress jacket and jeans, which is kind of their look. Mm-hmm. But he had a he had like a a, a tank top kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the word wife beater, mm-hmm. but that kind of a t shirt.
1: And had a little swoop, neck. it was
0: very, very low, right. and this dude had like a bearskin rug for a chest. Did he make Robin Williams look bold? He did <laughs> now, in and of itself, not a problem. The problem was, is he was handing out food, yeah, and I got skeezed out, and I don't get skeezed out over much. I've just been in hospitality and restaurants long enough that there's no way that's decode. There's no way, right? So I go to the manager who had helped my wife previously when we were doing... uh, We did one of our podcasts from there.
2: Right.
0: And he was a nice guy, but even earlier in the evening, he was a little dismissive. In fact, everybody all night long was really dismissive of our concerns. Yeah. The waitress was kind of dismissive. Yeah. The hostess was really dismissive. The manager. Oh, well. (laughs) And then... So I say, look... uh, Thank you. I know, you know, he's like, sorry, you know, thanks for your patience. Like, I totally get it. Uh I said, here's here's one little thing. I just I've been in restaurants long enough.
2: Right.
0: One of my pet peeves is this guy is wearing a very low cut shirt. He's got all this chest hair hanging out, and he's serving food. And then the guy looks at me and says, Yeah, he's kind of flying under the radar on this one. Yikes. And I'm like, wrong answer. Wrong friggin' answer answer right and i just i'm like and you're okay with that i mean this is this is i'm not <laughs> you're, you're you're okay with this i'm like there's no way that flies right like if i work for the you know the whatever the governing board is that disney pays a lot of money to to make sure that they get a plus ratings really reedy <laughs> creek you know food and whatever food and beverage I'm walking in here and I'm giving you guys a mark because that there's, that's not hygienic. That's not the way it should. And the answer is, I am very sorry. I'm going to make him put a t-shirt on right now. That's the only answer that makes sense. Right. And so as, as we're walking out, I look at my clock and I realize we've been here for almost four plus hours. Yikes. For dinner. Yikes. And, the, uh, and I can't remember if it was him or one of the other people. It's like, look, we we apologize about about your weight. We apologize about. Thanks for being patient. But it's magical dining. Yeah. And I'm like, no, hmm. this is your third year doing magical dining. You cannot be this inept. Right. We were there two years ago. I was there last year, and and the year before was our first year of magical dining. And we had a friend who was a manager there, and it was just as busy, and it was nowhere near as chaotic. Right. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So here's the thing, and, and this is the bad part about all this. The food was really excellent.
2: Yeah. It was pretty good.
0: The food was really good. Our steaks were amazing. The appetizers, we had ribs. Yeah. Uh Some of us had like the uh, Brussels, Brussels sprout salt. salad. It was an amazing dinner. Yeah. Just the service was subpar. Yeah. The attitude of some of the employees, and then that kind of non salon about. And
2: even the time before that, when we were there for lunch slash brunch. Yeah, it was awkward. Very weird service experience.
0: Yeah, and by uh, to to put a little bit finer point on the weird thing, it's like there's there's one thing like if I'm if I'm talking to somebody that I've just met, I might crack a little bit of a joke just to kind of break the ice, but it's real you know there's a difference between being funny and humorous yeah. and then a level of comfortability comfortability with someone where you can crack a crack a joke to where it's like you know sarcastic you can't mm-hmm. be sarcastic with clients it's very hard unless you know them for a long time right and the sarcasm is flying all over the place and I, I, maybe it's because I'm a southern dude I don't know but yeah. I was really disappointed and and The food was excellent. The service was horrible, and I don't even want to get into the discussion discussion about the bathrooms, right? It was just it was it was very disappointing on so many levels. And SDK has always been one of those places that I would 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 sing the praises of, like you do, Ravello. Yeah, I I can't do that.
2: It was in my top three at Disney Springs, and I I think it's falling off that list now for me.
0: I can't I can't do that anymore. You know and. And this is not a this is not a trash of of SDK, and we're we're trying to to balance the good with the bad. Mm. It was just it was not a great experience. Yeah. Step and, up your game. And it was not the only time we've had a bad experience. Yeah. So, all right. So that's kind of that was that's what we did. That was Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. <laughs> <I> <laughs> your think. mileage may vary. That's right. But uh, but there's a lot of disgruntled people yesterday. Some guy ran out, walked out of the store, screaming very loudly. Mm. You know, best food I've had all weekend, worst experience I've ever had.
2: Yeah. Don is asking if there is new management. I think there is. Yes.
0: Yeah. there' new management, and uh, there's a lot of things that have changed in the last several months, and there's definitely been a decline in the last year. Yeah. I you know, because we had a friend who was working there who's one of the managers, and everything seemed to be really, really on point, you know. And I guess it's because it's Disney Springs. It's because it's a steak place. Yeah. And when you've got lines out the door, you don't have to, you don't I care. guess. Yeah. You know, and it's the thing. You know, you can chalk a bad experience up to a one-time event when mm-hmm. you're visiting. Yeah. But as a local, yeah. no, you don't. You don't get that many chances. Right. Right. So, other than that, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, yeah, how did you like <laughs> the pro- yeah. play? I was terrific. Uh, so t- so two out of two out one out of two one out of two. Yeah. yeah, but the food was tremendous. I yeah. can't I can't sing the praises of that steak enough. It yeah. was it was amazing. That was a pretty good steak. Uh, all right, so anything else you want to add? I got nothing. All right, so there's nothing else we can do, my friends, except get into the, the news. news.
1: And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All
0: right, before we jump into the news, I want to let you know about our news sponsor. This portion, this small itty bitty portion of the Disney Parks podcast is brought to you by the Orlando Like a Local podcast. Orlando Like a Local is uh, a podcast about the Orlando area because they live where you vacation. So if you're coming to, va- uh, to visit uh, for a business trip or for a quick getaway or for an extended vacation with your friends or family, you want to definitely check out the Orlando Like a Local podcast. Check them out at orlandolikealocal.com. And it's the end of an era. The Atlanta Braves are getting ready to... Retire. Leave Disney World. uh, (laughs) Because the 2019 spring training season will be the Braves' last here at Walt Disney World. (laughs) There's just a few more weeks to go in the 2018 Major League Baseball season. But if you're already looking ahead to next year... Uh, We have some really good news. They've extended their contract. So, 2019 Spring Braves, uh, Atlanta Braves spring training will be uh, happening at ESPN Wild World of Sports here in Walt Disney World. Uh, And you don't want to miss it because it's going to be the Braves' last. Atlanta will play a total of 16 games at Champion Stadium against top. Major League Baseball contenders like the 2017 World Champion Houston Astros, Mm -hmm. the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, whoever those guys are, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, This will be Atlanta's 22nd and final season of spring training at Disney. And the Braves will play at Champion Stadium for the last time, March 23rd, 2019, against the Mets. Next spring will be your last chance to come out and watch the Braves uh, and experience the magic of spring training at Disney, which features character experiences, special moments, including kids running the bases and other in-game entertainment that have made Brave Spring Training at Disney a grand slam. Tickets go on sale November 19th and are available through the Atlanta Braves website, braves.com slash spring training, ESPN, Wide World of Sports box office, and through Ticketmaster at 1-800-743-743 excuse me, 1-800-745-3000. I screwed that up.
2: Can uh, the adults run the bases?
0: No. Why? The only time you can get on the field as an adult is if you're running a um, half marathon or a marathon.
2: Uh, Amy's asking where the Braves are moving to. Port, North, or Northport, Florida. Sarasota, basically. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, Sarasota area. Yep. Uh, Next story we predicted right here on this podcast. It wasn't, uh, (laughs) we weren't that far off. We just picked the wrong characters. (laughs) 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 Whoopsie. (laughs) It was okay. We were close. Uh, Storybook dining at Artist Point uh, will debut this winter at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. The storybook dining at Artist Point will invite guests to venture into an enchanted forest like a setting inspired by Walt Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There, you'll enjoy a delicious meal of fantastic fare with visits from Snow White, Dopey, and Grumpy. The three with <laughs> the other guys getting along. The other
0: guy's taking a break.
2: <laughs>
0: Somebody's got to work to mine.
2: <laughs> uh, delightful music and activities will help bring the classic fairy tale to life, and you'll even have an opportunity for an encounter with the Queen. Sweet. Interesting. Happy. (laughs) Hashtag Uh, beautiful. This immersive character dining takes place amidst the rustic elegance and exceptional dining that Oris Point is known for. You'll enjoy a uniquely themed price-fixed menu. So they took it in a different direction. I was thinking buffet, but, you know, that's their typical character MO. Right. But this is a price-fixed meal, uh, including shared starters, a choice of individual playdate entrees and then a sweet spells to the finish of the meal. Storybook dining at Artist Point with Snow White is slated to begin this winter. We'll miss you, <laughs> Artist Point. <laughs> it was good to know but you. But all right, so I, I well, I guess this is a dinner. So what are they? I, I, yeah, they're only open for dinner. So um, I'm surprised they didn't do this for a lunch thing and then just keep dinner dinner. Yeah. So. So. Uh, have they closed yet
0: for refurbishment?
2: No, not that I know. So we should probably schedule a, yeah. a dinner <laughs> we should go. at some point <laughs> to say goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye to the menu, the Now's salmon, the, the bison. It's time
0: to say goodbye to all our family. <laughs> well,
2: I also haven't been to the Teratoni Lounge in, in a while. I should need I need to pop in there A-R-T. Get my seat back.
0: <laughs> I-S-T. P-O-I-N-T. <laughs> Artist point.
2: Uh-uh. Artist point. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, last week we had a trivia question. That was how many attractions at Disneyland will open on opening day? 67. 8 million. 433 pi. 2 billion. 1 million. The correct answer was 13. And Kimberly is the winner. And if you'd like to say Kimberly, it's in the mail. Uh, actually, Kimberly had her address in her email, so that made it easy. Good for you, Kimberly. <clears throat> this week's question may be a little toughy, but I think you can Google it and figure it out. What Disney hotel is the only one to sit entirely inside the Disney theme park? What hotel? Now, I know what you're thinking, and it's not that. So what am I, what don't, am I thinking? Don't think that. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm just telling you, I know what you're thinking, and it's not that.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm not thinking yeah. that. Okay. Because it's not inside. Yeah. Uh, it's it's
2: Yeah. It's adjacent.
0: <laughs> just
2: <laughs> if you know the correct the tip answer, of the yeah. hotel. Yeah. If you know the correct answer, uh send it to uh Disney Parks Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh only correct answers please. No. Just send your best guess to uh Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com.
0: That's right, and uh, like we said, we just got done doing the Patreon show. Basically, we do a live show every uh, Monday night that we record for our Patreons. If you want to find out a little bit more information, you go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and you can sign up for uh, supporting the show. You get exclusive ad-free shows, exclusive video content, and some amazing offers and benefits just for our Patreon subscribers. And when you sign up, you can go on the list of awesomeness like these cool cats. Brad, Corey, Daniel F, Daniel S, David, Don, Dustin, Ernie, Eva, James, Jennifer, Kathy, Katie A, Katie G, Michael, Mike, Ron, Ross, Sam, Willie, Tom, Will, and Other Willie. So go visit us at patreon.com slash Disney Parked Podcast podcast and sign up today. My teeth are not working. <laughs> I've talked too much. My mouth muscles are <laughs> Uh so we we had a rumor of a possible closing for a fan-loved uh dining experience that turned out to not be true, thank God. Yeah. And then one that turned out to be completely different that we had no idea. Right. The Hooptie Doo musical review will not be closing. Uh, last week, rumors were published somewhere on some speculative website yeah. uh, that the possible closure of the long-running show at Walt Disney World Resorts Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, the Hoop to Do, review was inevitable. Nope, Disney has said in a statement that quote the Hoop to Do re- Hoop to Do performances will continue to run, and there are no plans. I repeat. No, no plan. plans for cancellation. Uh, rumors are based on sources believed to be familiar with the matter. Now, the the flip to the script is we found out that Mickey's Backyard Barbecue is muerto. Yeah. It is closing. And the reason for that is, Mr. Casanova. I don't know. The new hotel property uh, going yeah, in yeah. Uh, back there. I don't
2: find that completely uh, 100% the reason. I, I don't know. I have my. You have your doubts? Yeah, I have my reservations. We'll find out. That. but Get it? My reservations? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so we're very excited, and I'm sure the cast of Hoop To Do is very excited. Yeah.
2: I don't think. Uh, I- I'm going to say this. This is the longest mm-hmm. running show at Disney World. This started in 1971. Wow. And it's been ongoing ever since and i would probably say 365 days a year since then yeah it's pretty amazing yeah and two shows maybe three shows back in the day wow you know uh i mean i think they're down to two i don't know if i can do three shows that that's yeah
0: but god love those performers yeah they're doing three shows
2: so i say uh you know god bless them okay next up this is a kind of interesting i've We've kind of spoke about this a little bit on the podcast too. Uh Reedy Creek uh filed permits for an Orange County Sheriff's Station at Disney Springs. Now, we've always said that it's probably the biggest, you know, security gap. I, I would say the biggest security gap is Disney Springs. There's no bag check, there's no there's no anything. You know, there's a bunch of cops just walking around, hopefully. Otherwise, mm. they're leaning up against something, drinking a Starbucks coffee. How you doing? The, I'm good. How you doing? Yeah. I'm good. Waiting for the criminals to come to them. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I robbed that store over there. Here's the watch. Right. Uh, anyway, the Orange County Comptroller Office has posted a notice of commencement uh, last week, followed by the Reedy Creek Improvement District for work to take place uh, on an Orange County Sheriff's Office in the Disney Springs area. Reedy Creek, the governing body that encompasses the Walt Disney World Resort, filed a permit related to an interior build out of an Orange County Sheriff's Office. The location listed for the upcoming work is in Town Center Area Building Number 28. So if you go around and find out where Building Number 28 is, you'll find it. Which may be referring to the Orange County uh, Sheriff's Station near the Lime Gorge. Notices of the commencement are generally filed shortly before work begins on the project and the document expires one year from the date of filing, unless otherwise noted, right. meaning the work would be expected to be finished by August 30th, 2019, at the latest. The beginning of this fiscal year, which started in October 2017, Reedy Creek increased its spending on law enforcement to $15.8 million. They are paying sheriffs to patrol around. This is a jump from the previous budget of $13.7 <laughs> Following the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando between 2011 and 2015, it was only $7 million. <laughs> That's a little bit of a jump. So it's almost doubled. Actually, it doubled and some. It's more than doubled. And some. Uh the Post cub shooting proved to be a strong catalyst for Reedy Creek security spending as it was real that the gunman uh, was possibly thinking of Disney Springs as a target now, I want to tell
0: you something funny Oh boy! We
2: have mutual friends
0: who may or may not work for
2: uh, a sheriff Department no
0: no, a branch of the organization that is represented by some letters okay. And these people who we know and love who may or may not work for a company that can be represented by letters. Right. Uh, one of them has said that they refuse, abjectly refuse to park in Lime Garage. I found this out yesterday. I thought it was fascinating. Hmm. And I said, and I was asking the person who was relaying the story to me yeah. why this was. Yeah. And they said, mm-hmm. in true earn notice, Michael Weston fashion. Yeah. Lime Garage is a one-way in, one-way out. Hmm. If you're trying to get to your car or out of your car or out of the garage or into the garage, there's one way, and that's a choke zone. And choke zones are kill zones. Hmm. And that's why the other garage, the Orange Garage, has two, and I thought that was fascinating and terrifying.
2: Hmm.
0: So, you know, if you start thinking strategically uh, defensive position
2: wise, that's why I have valet. That's <laughs> yes, right. That's right. First, I got to go get my keys from the valet guy. <laughs> the dodge, and then bullets. I got to go find where my car's parked. <laughs> that's
1: <Be Dumbo>. right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as I'm running from gunfire.
0: That's right. So, and I mean, we're not making light of it because yeah. it's. I mean, it's a real possibility. Oh yeah, sure. We've dodged a lot of. I shouldn't say that. We've been yeah. very, very lucky very blessed mm-hmm. here at Disney that we haven't had a major incident. But, you know, with the way our our society is going and mental health being the state of mental health being what it is in our country, just be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of, you know, be safe, people. You know, whether it's Disney or walking down Main Street USA or your school or your business, right. just be safe. So I'm glad that they're upping the presence of the sh- presence of the sheriff's department. I think that's money well spent, in my opinion. I agree, too. All right. Uh, Disney has shared some details of Oga's Cantina coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is kind of cool. Disney released uh, new details. Uh... You know, about the cantina that will be part of Star Wars Galaxy Edge when it opens at Disney's Hollywood Studios here uh, in Orlando or Disneyland Park out in Anaheim. Oga's Cantina will welcome pilots, bounty hunters, smugglers, locals, and galactic travelers alike and serve the best drinks in the galaxy want to come back to that point in just a second. Disney expanded on the folklore behind the new watering hole saying, quote, visitors come to this notorious local watering hole to unwind, conduct shady business, and maybe even encounter a friend or a foe. Run by an intriguing alien proprietor, Ogagara, the cantina adheres to a strict code of conduct that tries to keep its unruly patrons in check, but with a history of being a smuggler's safe haven on a popular stopping point for those trying to avoid the authorities, you can bet that the cantina has a story or two to tell. Disney confirmed uh, uh, last year's D23 Expo uh, that Rex X two rx two two four, the original droid from Star Tours, will provide the musical entertainment inside the cantina, so it'll be good to see Rexy back. Menu items of the cantina will... Uh, Will hmm, will be made with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods and be served in unique vessels. Disney has confirmed the long-time rumor that Galaxy's Edge will be the first public area in Disneyland Park to sell alcohol. With its discussion of the menu i'm with, shocked
2: that that's happening we're
0: coming back to that with choices for kids and libations for adults the cantina will make a great stop star wars galaxy's edge and oga's cantina opens at disneyland park next summer and disney hollywood studios late next fall wow so a couple of things here uh when this story hit the big story was they're serving alcohol in Disneyland. Yes. They've never served alcohol in Disneyland, which is not entirely accurate. Right. They don't this is like the press release said, it's the first open area to sell that sold alcohol. Right. You can buy alcohol in Club 33, mm-hmm. which is the restaurant upstairs above the uh uh Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It's above Pirates. Well, it's no, that's, the, that's the dream suite is over there. It's in the uh, New, Orleans New Orleans Square. Square. Yeah. So you sell alcohol. They've had alcohol uh, consumed inside the Magic Kingdom. Right. Excuse me, Disneyland. So we had a little bit of this a couple years ago when Be Our Guest started serving alcohol. Oh, yeah. So is this really a big deal anymore?
2: I think it's a big, deer, big deal because they're really not selling it openly at Club Thursday. You have to be a member, and you can't take it out. Correct. Now, they're going to sell it in a land, and you can take it anywhere in the park. I'm assuming. They're not going to stop you. Oh, you can't leave Star Wars Land with that drink. They might. They might. I doubt it.
0: Are we the, Are we still at a point where that's a big deal? Because across the street, you can go... To California Adventure, and you can have
2: alcohol. Well, yes, because if it was Walt's vision, that it would be a family park, and there wouldn't be any alcohol there. But
0: they broke the mold with, uh, I guess they broke the mold sort of here at Magic Kingdom, because it was the same mm-hmm. way here at Magic Kingdom too, yeah. with Be Our Guest. Right. So outside of the historical, is this really a big deal in 2018?
2: I still think it's a little bit of a big deal. They're breaking a uh, sixty year tradition sure I totally understand that yeah that that's my stand
0: and and outside of the tradition and outside of the nostalgia, everybody is like, oh my gosh I just I find it funny where it's like yeah you can go right across the street and and have alcohol i don't it, it's not like all of a sudden people are gonna be hammered on main street u s a yeah you know because you could go get hammered at California Adventure, cross over and be hammered on Main Street USA. Right. You know. I I, I don't know. I I know that a lot of people were having knee jerk reactions, but I, mm-hmm. I just I just don't know if it's that big a deal anymore. Right. Yeah. Well you we'll know. find out how big of a deal
2: it is. <laughs> right. Right? Right. Yeah. All right, uh, hey, we spoke about this story quite often, and uh, we think it's actually coming coming uh, to an end now. Thank Ooh. God. Uh, so Disney won an injunction in the digital download code code battle <laughs> with Redbox. So last week, uh, the Disney Company won a permit. Pre- Spit it out, buddy. Permit. I can't talk to Preliminary injunction. I can't speak. Uh, Forcing Redbox to stop selling digital download codes of Disney movies. Uh, Disney claimed that the Redbox was violating their copyright laws by reselling the download codes and filed a lawsuit in late 2017. Disney also discouraged large national retailers from selling their movies to Redbox, prompting Redbox (laughs) to... to respond with its own lawsuit claiming copyright misuse and unfair business practices. I love that. Um, hang on one sec. Oh, okay. Uh, a U.S. District Court Judge Dean Ferguson initially sided with Redbox, writing in the January decision said that Disney's package was not clear enough And that Disney was improperly, improperly, holy mackerel, improperly leveraging digital content to restrict secondary transfers of physical copies. Since that decision, Disney has changed the language on their packaging, specifically saying that, quote unquote, digital code in this package may not be sold separately, end quote. Last week, the judge sided with Disney. And their new packaging, writing that any copyright misuse defense by Redbox is now unlikely to succeed in granting the preliminary yes. injunction stopping the sale of the digital codes for Disney movie. Now, isn't this a little weird that Disney takes them to court and then goes back and changes their packaging, <laughs> comes back to the judge and goes, look, we changed it. Well, yeah, but it's not about that. It's about... All the time before that, <clears> or <throat> <laughs> well, everything before that action.
0: Yeah, seems a little I, weird, I but it, it you know, a little wonky to me. It's a little wonky. So, uh, help me understand this. I don't
2: understand. Were, were they selling download codes? Was Redbox doing yeah. anything? We could download the movie. Yeah. So when you uh, when you bought like a movie, say from Amazon, there was different uh, versions of it. There was the Blu-ray, there was the DVD, then there was the Blu-ray plus the digital. Right and then the blu-ray the dvd and the digital right well that digital was a you know 16 character code right that you would go uh, on disneymovies.com put in that code and you would get a digital copy for your laptop your ipad your tablet whatever whatever portable digital device well they were buying the movies from disney to put in their red box and then taking those codes and selling them additionally like, oh, if you want to own this movie here, buy this code for you know six bucks or whatever it was. Wow! So they were selling the, they were renting the movies and making money off of that, and then selling the digital codes, and Disney saying they did not have the right to that digital version. Well, here's the thing: were they paying Disney a portion of of any? They of were them? paying full price at retailers. They were going to Walmart or Best Buy or Amazon. Or whatever, and paying full price. So Disney was getting compensated from the profit. But they weren't getting compensated from the rentals. Yeah, and they weren't getting compensated for the resales and for the resale of the digital codes,
0: right? Wow. Yeah. Yo, you think you have a good idea to get by on Disney? <laughs> and the mouth said, "Yeah, nope."
2: <laughs> well, here would be the answer. This is a the the. This is the simplest answer. Disney. Should give them, or not give them, sell them a rental version like they do to Netflix. Right. That has no digital code. Right. It just has the DVD or the Blu-ray, whichever they choose to purchase. And probably gets charged, I don't know, probably more. <laughs> right. You know, because they know that the rental companies are going to make money off of that, and they're going to want a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. You know. So th- that's the answer. Don't make Redbox go to retail and get it where they're going to sell sell the codes off. Right. Just say, listen, Redbox here. We're going to give you uh, copies. You tell us how many you want for all your boxes, and we'll send them to you. And here's the price.
0: I'm wondering though if if this is a company wide thing, or if this is one of those things where you buy the you buy the you buy into the franchise of Redbox and you I fill you the box buy, yourself. I think you can buy. Yes. You know, like Coca Cola, because one of the things that we. See, Uh, I did some stupid stuff when I was younger. My dad, when he would go to a construction site, would rent a Coke machine. Right. And then the thing about a Coke machine is you're only supposed to use Coca-Cola to refill your machine. Right. So they would come and they would, you know, you would pay them for the Cokes that they put at their pricing. And then everything else you got to keep. Right. So if they're charging 25 cents a can, you charged a dollar a can and you're keeping you know, 75 cents of that. Right. So, or whatever the money thing I said. So what we would do is we would, we would set it up. We would get the machine and they would only come out once a month. Yeah. So we would refill the machine. We would go out whenever the stores are having buy one, get ones. Mm-hmm. And we just go buy a ton of Cokes and we fill the machine ourselves and sell it. Yeah. So we were selling four or five times the amount of money from the machines. Right. Uh, and so then they did Coke put the kibosh on that same kind of deal.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, so the chat room is saying, uh, our friend John Frost, is saying uh, uh Disney wants Redbox to go away. That could be true, Of course too. they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Because... Yeah. They want the stream of money. Correct. Directly into their pockets, not somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want anybody to make... Uh,
0: I think Disney would be more of a fan of Redbox if they were getting a larger chunk of the percentage of the... Yeah. You know, if Redbox were to come out and say, okay, Disney, here, we made seventy five <laughs> million dollars last year. We'll give you 25 well, for million. for your movies. For your movies, yeah. we'll give you 25 million dollars. Yeah, Disney will be like the back
2: end. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Have a nice day. Next year make of 30. We'll call it even. <laughs> All,
2: All right.
0: right. Anything else you want to add?
2: Uh, I got nothing.
0: All right, guys. We want to make sure that you come find us over at Disneyparkspodcast.com. If you have a comment, a question, or maybe you'd just like to share a fun story with us, make sure that you email us at Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com make sure you find us on facebook instagram and youtube at disney parks podcast you can find us on the twitter at disney podcaster and uh, make sure you go find our fine friends over at dreams by design travel.com and if we don't see you in real life or online i mean we will see (laughs) you in the in the parks
1: The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company.
2: Like a out of the blue
1: Fate steps in and sees you through.